Let us open our Bibles to 1 Corinthians chapter 7 to commence the worship of the great God and His Son, Jesus Christ, this morning. It is a wonderful blessing and privilege to be in the house of the Lord. I hope you've been encouraged as much as I have been by the prayers offered up already in the warm fellowship and enthusiasm by those that are here. The common theme that will pervade all that we consider today, or the vast majority of it, is that we've all been called or saved with given roles and responsibilities in life. And God has ordained those roles, and God has ordained the rules for those roles, and we want to be cheerful about them and thankful for them and embrace them and follow the instruction of Scripture regarding each one of them, which is the perfect and good and acceptable will of God. 1 Corinthians 7, I want to read verses 20 through 24 to you. 1 Corinthians 7:20. Let every man abide in the same calling wherein he was called. Art thou called being a servant? Care not for it. But if thou mayest be made free, use it rather. For he that is called in the Lord, being a servant, is the Lord's freeman. Likewise also he that is called, being free, is Christ's servant. Ye are bought with a price. Be not ye the servants of men. Brethren, let every man, wherein he is called, therein abide with God. Amen and amen. Amen. These verses set forth to us in a different passage of the Bible, our goal for today and that is to be content and thankful and abide in the calling, the role, the position, the office that God's given us, and not to fail to reach the calling of that office, nor to reach beyond that office to one that we weren't given. In the 20th verse and the 24th verse, they say the same thing. It's the instruction of the apostle and the commandment of the living God for us to abide in the calling wherein we were saved. Notice there's two callings in verse 20 which is a, requires rightly dividing the word of truth right there in the 20th verse. Let every man abide in the same calling, professional vocation of their life, wherein he was called, meaning when he was called with the gospel and saved. So there's two different meanings on a word separated by only a few words in one verse. This is how we read the Bible, and this is how we understand it. When the gospel calls us, the gospel calls us according to the eternal counsel of the living God, And he calls us at a time and in a place and in a position with roles and responsibilities that he has already planned for us. And we should be content with them. In this particular chapter, the two issues that have gone before are a man being converted by the gospel and having an unconverted pagan wife, or a woman being converted by the gospel and having an unconverted pagan husband. Then, it's whether you were called being circumcised or not, in verses 18 and 19, and the Lord says, don't worry about it. If you're not circumcised, don't get circumcised. And if you're circumcised, don't try to be uncircumcised. And yes, that was possible in that day and age. And so those two are already given, and now it's professions and vocations. In a church at that time, half the members, or a portion of the members, would be servants, bond servants. And they would be the slaves of a master. And if they were called being a slave, they shouldn't worry about it because they're the Lord Jesus Christ freemen. Right. And if they're free, 
and they're hired servants, that means they work for a wage and live in their own home and are not slaves, then they're the Lord's servants. And so it shouldn't bother them in either condition. And today we have here in this assembly widows. And we have children. And we have wives without children, meaning they're not mothers. And we have wives with children, meaning they are mothers. We have grandmothers. We have grandfathers and fathers. We have husbands that have no children, but yet are still husbands. And we have lots of different roles and responsibilities God's given us in our practical lives, and we want to be content with them and thankful for them. If there's an improvement that we can make, like it says right here in verse 21, if a bondservant could be made free, he should use that rather because he could serve the Lord probably better as a freeman than as a servant. But if he couldn't do that, he shouldn't worry about it. He could be a happy slave serving his master as unto the Lord as the New Testament describes. Verse 23, ye are bought with a price. And that's been stated in chapter 6 already. What know ye not that ye... Your, temp- your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which ye have of God, and ye are not your own. Ye are bought with a price, be not ye the servants of men. Now the here we rightly divide the word of truth again. He's already said in verses 21 and 22, go ahead and be the servants of men, and don't let it bother you because you're the Lord's freeman. So what does this verse mean when it says, ye are bought with a price, be not ye the servants of men. Because Jesus Christ has saved us, there shouldn't be any soul bondage to a master. While there's a formal outward bondage of being his slave, of being his bond servant, his employee, that should not affect our souls to where we, found, where we, where we feel that we are slaves in our souls because we're free in Christ. Just like a woman should understand that in Jesus Christ she is a man's equal and she is her husband's equal because the Bible tells us that they are equal heirs together with us of eternal life. However, in the role of being a wife, she is subordinate and to obey and reverence her husband. And the second reason that that is stated there in verse 23 is that those masters that were pagan should not have any authority over the life of a Christian when it comes to doing things that would be contrary to God's word. Ye are bought with a price, be not ye the servants of men. Don't submit so far to your master that you would compromise your true lordship because you've been bought twice. You were bought once by your master in the flesh, but you've been bought by the Lord Jesus Christ, and so serve him. That is what the 23rd verse means. It's not contradicting 21 and 22. It's elaborating and considering a further respect of it. We have all sorts of roles. And today, from beginning to end, we are going to consider those roles and offices and gifts and positions that God's given us, and we want to thank the Lord for them because they are by divine wisdom for the prosperity of mankind and especially for the prosperity of His kingdom if we embrace them and obey them and keep them and fulfill them and are faithful in them. The Lord's given us the rules for them. He's defined them, and sometimes they change. As we're going to see this morning, there were a number. I have at least 23 gifts and offices in the New Testament church. And some of those have been taken away. And we're reduced to a fewer number. And yet, we still have our respective responsibilities before the Lord. And we want to understand that what is happening in the world around us today, as so much change takes place, is men leaving the divine ordinances of God to their own confusion. 
because God has given them over to do those things that are not convenient in all parts of life, and it is pervasive all around us, and it has infected the churches of Jesus Christ, and it has infected most Christian families. And we today want to settle ourselves before the Word of God and let Romans 12 address us in the first assembly and another passage in the second. And may this passage introduce to us what God has called us to do. You may be a widow. You may be a child. You may be a father. You may be a husband, a wife or a mother, a grandparent, a pastor. Let's humble ourselves before God and fulfill the responsibilities, the roles, the position that He's given us faithfully. Let us pray. Our Father which art in heaven, Thou only art God. And we thank Thee, Lord Jehovah, that Thou art our God. We have no other gods. We seek no new gods. We are delighted and thankful. And we bless and we praise Thee that Thou art our only God and that Thou hast taken Thy position to Thyself and declared boldly and broadly in the pages of Scripture and by Your natural creation and in our consciences and by the providence of Your government of the earth that there is no other. And we humble ourselves before Thee this day. We thank Thee that through the Lord Jesus Christ we are Your freemen. We thank Thee through the Lord Jesus Christ that we are Your servants. We thank You through the Lord Jesus Christ, Heavenly Father, that we are blessed abundantly as Your children. We thank Thee that we are citizens of a holy nation. We thank Thee that we are members of a kingdom, the kingdom of God. O Lord, we thank Thee and we bless Thee. Lord God, have mercy upon us in this hour. Bless us by your Holy Spirit, through the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, that our worship will be acceptable in thy sight, that we will rightly divide the word of truth, that we will humble ourselves before it, that we will find our place in the instruction and warnings given today and be faithful to that place. Lord, we're thankful that you called us and saved us. And we're thankful for the positions and the roles and the responsibilities that you've given us. Help us to fulfill them that we might contend with the wicked around us by faithfully doing what the Word of God declares, showing your perfect will in our lives. Father in heaven, be with your servants and saints in every place. Be with our government at the national level, at our state level and local levels and preserve us under their care. We thank thee for them. Father, we ask you to forgive us our sins and where we have not been as faithful as we could or should have been in fulfilling the roles you've given us. Cleanse us from all iniquity and stir us up this day by your Spirit that we will be convicted and that we will be committed and that we will go from this place fully resolving to serve thee more perfectly. Heavenly Father, for every good thing that you shower upon us, we thank thee. We thank thee for the hope of eternal heaven. We thank Thee for our daily bread. We thank Thee for the fathers and children, the wives and husbands that You've given us. You have been most merciful. You have provided our every need. And we stand before Thee with a reasonable service upon us, which we know is most reasonable. And we purpose and we declare and we confess 
that we happily give it to thee this day. And when we have done all that is commanded, we are but unprofitable servants. We have only done our duty in serving thee. Be with us now. We're thankful to be in your house. We love the house of the Lord. It is the one thing that we seek after. It is why we are here this day. Take away from us every other care, every other thought, every other distraction. Put a hedge about us and deliver us from the powers of darkness that our worship will be pure and passionate in thy sight. We ask in Jesus' name and for his ultimate honor and glory as the head of this church and the Savior of the body. Amen.